Oh, we're doing this again. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's like it's like Groundhog Day, but it, with books. It is. It is like Groundhog Day, but with books sometimes. Even though it's different every year because different books. Different books, sure. As you said earlier, a lot of books coming out. <laughs> All the time. All the time. I'm, my my livelihood depends on it. <laughs> I still am just like, well, a lot of books oh, come out this just, year. That's a lot. So many. So many. So many. Damn books. So many damn books, the podcast you downloaded and listened to on purpose. <laughs> I'm Christopher. I'm Drew. Uh, we celebrate reading here. And we do, and that's why it's time for the tournament, tournament of books. The it's tournament is happening every year, every, every March. Every March, because that's when everyone is, has the winter madness. <laughs> yeah, we've all had nothing to do but sit in our homes and read. For several months. For several months now. To avoid the wolves and polar bears. Oh, gosh. You know? Wolves at your door, both literal and figurative. Mm, yes. Uh, okay, but before we jump into that. Yeah, let's actually talk about, before we talk about the tournament at all. Yes. Let's do our normal thing. Normal thing. We're drinking beer, we first are of all. Sours. Uh yeah, you know this company. I don't have the can. Oh yes. Uh, currently we're drinking a KCBC Kings County Brewers Collective. Okay. Uh, they are up in sort of Williamsburg, Williamsburg. I think on the sort of court like Williamsburg Greenpoint Bushwick access. So I'm a cocktail drinker. I I'm a I don't I like drinking beer sort of. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I have been um <laughs> I've been made fun of mercilessly. By waiters sometimes. <laughs> for for my favorite beer forever has been a Miller High Life. Uh, yes. And, yes. you know, perhaps it's right to make fun of me for that. But beer beer drinkers are weird. Like the people who, like, and oh, yeah. I mean, cocktail drinkers are weird too. So I can't really speak. I feel as though as a beer drinker who is increasingly pretty weird, mm-hmm. I feel like it is on purpose to sort of match the weirdness of wine drinkers and cocktail drinkers mm. where now beer drinkers can also be like, Oh, you want to talk about the fucking terroir of your grapes? I'm going to talk about the different hops Yeah. or with a cocktail where they're like, here's all the shit. And it's like, okay, there's milk sugar in my beer. Yeah. What's that even mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 So this, I mean, and so what I do get excited about with beer though is that now that everything's getting crazy, uh-huh. they are feeling more like cocktails. I mean, this has Absolutely. like six fruits in it. Yeah. And so this is a fruited sour, and yep. I, I tend towards sours, um, lagers, stouts. Uh-huh. I don't like IPAs because I feel like the only flavor you get is the hops, even if it's a bunch of different things. Sure. Overwhelmingly, every time I'm like, this tastes bad. <laughs> Similarly to wine with me, for a long time I was like, I don't know, it tastes like red wine, tastes like white wine. Yeah. And then I've, as my palate has developed, uh-huh. I've been purposefully developing my hop palate recently. Oh, okay. And for the first time, just a couple of days ago, I had a beer and I was like, I think this is a galaxy hop. And I looked it up, and it was. And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. baby!" And Danny was like, "Can you please stop?" We're in public. <laughs> yeah, this is 
uh, this is not the achievement you think it is. <laughs> but this is nice. I'm enjoying it. Um, and we just had another one, which I really liked. Oh, yeah, it was um, Aslan Brewing Company, which I don't know. Yeah, um, and that one did have this sort of milk. It was another uh, fruity sour mm-hmm. because, seriously, <laughs> I like Gosa's. That was... Sure. I didn't... Like, I never... When people say, I like IPAs, I was just like, I bet. <laughs> um but then I started drinking Gosa's and seeing that there was this whole realm. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, oh, yeah. I like a type of thing too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I try to put aside all of my preconceived notions about <laughs> beer and feel different about it now. Um, and so this, because we're talking tournament, it felt right to just drink some beer. Yeah. Because it's, sports. I don't know, sports. Sports. <laughs> it's, it's book sport, which is a different type. <laughs> as we're sitting there next to the people drinking Miller High Lives at a football game and we're like, mm, sport? So that's the drink. We're drinking beer. We're drinking this very nice fruited sour. Yep, on this very nice spring-like afternoon. It yeah, really, it's almost 60 degrees out. So much of this feels like yeah. it's time. It's time to it's time to get serious about being outside. Uh so before so yeah, let's talk about what'd you buy. Yes. Mine is something that I requested. I saw a copy of a book at Community Bookstore. And I admit I am one of those people who, at this point, it's pretty rare that I'm going to just pull something off the shelf, take it up to the cash register, and go home with it. I need to do a little bit of research. This, I was doing some research, realized that I had a connection through a connection, and so I emailed a publicist and just asked. MIT's Press. It's pretty Mm -hmm. rare that we talk Mm -hmm. about university presses on the show. Uh, They've done a collaboration with Goldsmith's in the UK, a series called Unidentified Fictional Objects. There are only two so far. I Hate the Lake District by Charlie Gere and Six Concepts for the End of the World by Steve Beard. Oh, pretty. Yeah, they've got, a, they've got a neat design, and it was this latter one, Six Concepts for the End of the World, that I saw at Community. It's half fictional, half essay, sort of going through some apocalypse concepts like let's Uh. here's the concept here's how we think it would play out and now let's run down that road oh cool and that you know that blurring of lines has always been interesting to me Mm -hmm. and so i'm excited to i'm excited to check this out and they threw in the lake district one i know nothing about the lake district in northern england i'm excited to learn why this guy charlie hates the lake district so Mm. much Mm. how about you (laughs) Uh, okay, I'm going to talk about a couple of things uh, because you something you said sparked my mind. Cool. There's this uh, trade press in the UK called Reaction uh-huh. with a K uh, that I bought this kind of awesome book uh, called Fairies, A Dangerous History. That's Ooh. looking at like the sort of bad... Ma- and it's looking from Tinkerbell all the way through to Puck, like different types of fairies. Um, uh very interesting like very some cool like full color illustrations in it you know you don't expect from these smaller trade presses mm-hmm. that they would be so well put together so that's richard sug cool. two g's uh i also i w- for a gift for a birthday present um my boss gave me unfinished business notes of a chronic rereader by vivian gornick mm. uh and oh my gosh I you know it was one of these things where I I, I opened it 
and was like, oh, I'll check this out. And then 40 pages later, I'm just like, I am now just reading. Cool. <laughs> uh, which I love. And it really is. She's just going through books. She's her love of books, mm-hmm. why she loves rereading some of her notable rereads and the sort of things that she's discovering through rereading them. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's it's really great. And it's it really makes me want to reread things, which we often don't do. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to reread when there's so many new things, as we said at the top. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that I got that I'm just over the moon excited uh, because 2 a.m. at the Cat's Pajamas by Marie Helen Bertino was one of my absolute favorite books that has ever come out in the world. Uh, She has a new novel coming out in May. I don't remember. Might be a little bit. It's a summer book. Let's say that. Might be June, Uh, but it's called Parakeet. And it's from the perspective of a bird, I believe, or there's a bird in it. There's a bird in it, it and a ghost. It all, just, it all, I don't want to know anymore. I don't. Yeah. I want to just read it uh, because she, I just trust her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Parakeet. Those are, so, you know, pre-order if you loved 2AM as much as we did. And go back and listen to that episode. It's very fun. It's a That's, Christmas it's episode. It's a wild episode. We talk about a little life. Yep. Wow. Oof. Yeah. Uh, and and 2AM. We did a fresh recording of the theme song for that episode with her yeah because she wanted to sing with us that's right so that's that's what you buy that's what you buy and now we've dragged this out long enough we know that you're all impatiently pressing the 15 seconds ahead button until you got here and now it's here the tournament of books If you don't know what this is, if you're if you're new to the tournament, very quickly, they choose sixteen books ish, and, uh, and they make a March Madness uh, bracket, and they pit them against each other with a judge choosing between two or three at the very beginning books, uh, and choosing the one that goes forward for the reasons that are internal mm-hmm. and and writing about it, yes, explaining very openly why they have come to the decision that they have. And so sometimes it's a very well-argued, critical analysis of both books. And sometimes it's... Sometimes they hire Andrew WK (laughs) to do it, and he flips a coin. Uh, I mean, what are you going to do? I think somebody threw them both down the stairs at one point (laughs) to see which one went farther. You know... It's you got to have the fun you have. Well, and 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 it's to me the 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 great thing about it and the spirit in which it was started was to just sort of poke fun and satirize uh, regular book prizes mm-hmm. because how do you choose the best book of the year? It's insane. It's and an insane all of the mission. Cloak and dagger secrecy of in, instead of cloak and dagger. Here it is out in the open. Guess what? Sometimes people choose by throwing books, <laughs> at stairs, which I believe is true. I absolutely believe it's true. Uh, I I also believe that people work really hard and read 150 novels in three months uh, and try to figure out which ones mm-hmm. were are worthy of a Pulitzer. I believe that's true as well. Yeah, yeah. But then you look at the Pulitzer in 2012. When they said mm. no award, what is that? And it's how? What the fuck? And so this <laughs> is, I think that the, I mean, the tournament. This is the sixteenth year. Yeah, which is cool. We're excited about this. We're excited about this because rumor has it there will be a, a super rooster. Yeah, the golden rooster, the Booker of the Booker of the rooster. For sometime it. later, with the sixteen winners pitted up against each other, which I think will be really fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited to see how that goes. Uh, but we met. 
in the comments section of the tournament. So it is very important to us that we do a little something something every year related to it. It's funny when we both we both before we knew each other, we were in the comments section and it felt like this was a place where we could go to find like minded people. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have a we show been, that we've been doing for years and years now. Yeah, we have so much more. Yeah, I mean, I you mean, you work in the business now. Yeah, when I started following the tournament eight years ago, I was living in Boston. Mm-hmm. You know, I was live. I was a dog walker. You know, it was a completely different life that I was leading. Right. And now, you know, I'm married, and my my wife works in books, and we talk about books, and I didn't have the community of books that I do now. Mm-hmm. So I. I don't I don't need the tournament like I used to. I still really like it, mm-hmm. but I didn't need it. Right. And it's it's just it's interesting, you know, as we say we wanted to find a way to do it. In past years we've gone weekly and really devoted as much time as humanly possible to it. Yeah. And it's, you know, this year unfortunately we're just a little B- busier. busy. Yeah. And so, we're giving it to you in a big dump. Uh yeah, and we'll probably talk about it. Oh, absolutely. Still a little bit, but we're not going to devote the same. We're sorry. We'll check in a little bit because we'll have to. We'll have to do our finals bet, all of those things. Mm-hmm. You've read how many of the? There's there's the, eighteen this year because there's a play in round. Uh huh. So there are eighteen books total, and I believe I've read fifteen. Oh, wow. I've read seven. So as usual, you double what I've done. (laughs) But this was also wild because when the shortlist was announced, I had read 13. Mm. And I think we've talked about this a lot in the ways in which some years the bracket seems absolutely bonkers. And then there are years like this where it's, it's, it's predictable. I like to think... Uh egotistically <laughs> that we have become a touch point for because we are mm-hmm. in touch with a lot of the people that work with the tournament sure and maybe we influence some of their reading sure so so it could be one of these it's a nice symbiotic relationship where, <laughs> where they are, influenced our reading and now, and now we're we, in it's yeah could could be that. could be but it's so weirdly for whatever reason i read a bunch of the bracket mm-hmm. and the only books that i haven't read are fleischman's in trouble which i think that i will read mm-hmm. uh your house must pay by steph cha mm-hmm. which i really want to read it was one of the few books that was on the list this year that i had not heard of and ben h winters is golden state mm-hmm. which i try to read and put it aside mm-hmm. yeah i uh I was surprised. I I didn't know a few of these titles at all. Um, the one that I'm most kind of uh, interested in reading, like very soon, is Mary Toft or the Rabbit Queen mm. because it's uh, one of these stories that I already knew in my life. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, of this woman who pretended to give birth to rabbits, and yes, I would like to know more <laughs> uh, of of a novel bit. And that's you know he he wrote. A book that was in the tournament, the tournament just a few years ago, uh, version p- control, right? Which people loved. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm also hearing, you know, this is the other kind of fun thing about the tournament is there's like a lot of places where people are, are have been talking about the book since they were announced in December. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and so Mary Toft is one of those ones, one of those rising to the top type of crabs that the other ones are all trying to pull down. <laughs> um, and then the other one that I'm very, very excited to read is one that you love because uh, you're a Kevin Wilson stand. Oh, yes. Uh, and Nothing to See Here. Yes. Which is about spontaneous combustion or yes. something, which is another one of those like Ripley Be- Ripley's Believe It or Not type of um, phenomena. Oh, yeah. That I also love. Um, that book is that book is great. I've loved Kevin Wilson for a long time, and honestly, that book is my early pick for a potential Cinderella story because oh. it's so winning that I could see a reader putting it up against just about any of these other books. And even if the other book might win on technical merits, but they're just like, ah, damn, I just had so much fun with yeah. this Kevin Wilson book, and sometimes that does it. Yeah. If you want to see how we think this will all play out. You can go to our Instagram. We posted our uh, bracketology. Mm-hmm. You can download the bracket yourself uh, over at the Tournament of Books website. And I will say, you should, if you work somewhere in an office, you should absolutely print it out and pin it on your cubicle and fill it in just like everybody else is filling out their March Madness brackets. It is a guaranteed conversation starter. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh yeah, I I don't know. I don't I don't think we need to go through our full bracket or anything. Yeah, if you have questions or if you disagree with us, we know. would love to. Yeah, you know, email us, talk to us, tell us what you think is going to win because we love to hear it. But we're going to tell you. What do you say? What if we do finals and zombies? Oh, for those of you who don't know. Oh yeah, this is a cool part of the tournament. The zombie round. Yeah, they um very before the before it all starts. They put all the books up, and then you can just vote for your favorite right away. Um, and those, the two top books, the book books that get the most votes, uh, if they're knocked out before the end, they come back in sort of the semifinal round. Yeah, it's it's right before the final matchup, and so a book that has been knocked out in the first round could come back and win it all. It adds an element of chaos. It also it's also an element of of community engagement that you mm-hmm. don't get otherwise. Yeah, I think it's it's good to kind of um, acknowledge the people that truly make these books classics or books like a a, turn, a contest winner more than a, just a contest winner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the zombie round, yeah, I um, I think Fleischman is in trouble is probably a zombie just because it was one of these ubiquitous reads. And this this is what happens with zombie rounds in years previous mm-hmm. is that it's it's the book that just was a huge hit. Yep. Uh that everyone read. So when they see their sh- the shortlist and they only recognize a couple titles, they vote for the one they know. Right. And so I think Fleischman is that. I sure. think that it I think that it I I really enjoyed reading that book. I love Taffy's writing. Um, she's one of my absolute favorite features writers and it carries over into her novel. Um, and also I love a novel that's set post 2016. Mm-hmm. Very few novels have that right now. And I think it does it really well and also incorporates online dating in a very cool way. All right. You're selling me on it. <laughs> uh, I, uh, uh, yeah. So I see that as a definite zombie. What about you? I think that the testaments for, similar reasons sure is a guaranteed zombie i do not i loved it i think that there are a lot of people who have various problems with it 
they have problems with either what they think the book was going to be, what they think the book should have been. The book is what it is. If it wasn't Margaret Atwood, I think people would still appreciate the book for being a great, a great read. Mm-hmm. And everybody read it. Yeah. And so I do, I do I think that it will. Well, I do think that it will get knocked out at some point, but I think it will come back. This is a yeah. I I didn't read it because one, I only kind of like The Handmaid's Tale. I think it's oh. like I think it's a it's it's a good dystopian vision Mm -hmm. but as a novel i don't really love it in the terms of just readability or uh, you know what's funny i think that this book is the better novel hmm. whereas handmaid's tale is the more important book and so and she just has this incredible backlist i mean oryx and craig is one of my absolute favorite Mm -hmm. novels ever um and i just haven't read you know the blind assassin i haven't read cat's eye you know and there's other Atwood that I'd like to read before I end up reading the Testaments. I think that makes a lot of sense, to be honest. And I think I think that that, for, to my money anyway, is why I don't see it winning. The whole I don't see it taking the cock. Oh God! <laughs> You're in so I'm much so trouble. I'm so sorry. You're in so much trouble. Uh, the other <laughs> zombie, uh, I believe, I'm gonna move just I've never really over. Oh man! Uh, I'm gonna just. <laughs> We're not going to do that. Trust Exercise. No, Trust Exercise by uh, um, Susan, Susan Choi. Choi. National Book Award winner. Which is usually a pretty good indicator of, I do think that um, the wrong judge or the judge that, there it, it's a polarizing book. It's a polarizing book. And you it's either, meant to be. You either love it or you hate mm-hmm. it. And uh, I can see it getting kicked out really early, but everybody read it it was a national book award i just think it'll come back because it is well written yeah and it isn't it is timely sure Uh, i think somewhat similarly another book that a lot of people read because it won the summer tournament the the tournament has recently started doing a sort of summer reading thing where it's just two books every two months for the summer but then everybody gets to vote on the six books at the end and whichever one gets the highest votes, gets an automatic bid in the tournament, uh, Lost Children Archive, Valeria Lucelli. And I loved it. I love her work. I think the book is phenomenal. I think that it's a tough book in a lot of ways. And I can see it getting knocked out. But then because particularly tournament people, everybody's read it already. Mm -hmm. It was an easy go-to zombie bid. And so I can see that coming back. What do you think your what do you think the final looks like? I think the final is is gonna be just because of how uh the 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 bracket is set up. Uh I, I do think we're looking at Girl wo- Girl Woman Other mm-hmm. uh by Bernadine Evaristo mm-hmm. uh, by, uh against trust exercise, actually. I like that. I think that that's the final, and I think Girl Woman Other wins. This is purely because from reading reviews, uh, looking at the Man Booker, you know, I don't, I haven't read a Girl Woman Other yet. It just looks good. I've got it on it's my shelf. Great. It's that book and and the um, Mary Toft book are the two that I'm certain that I will read before the tournament is up, mm-hmm. regardless of what happens. Sure. Uh, yeah. So that's that's what I think will happen in the final. I think trust exercise versus girl woman other, 
girl, woman, other takes it. I think, honestly, that I was very close to coming to that same decision. And then I shifted my math a little bit. I do think it's girl, woman, other. I think girl, woman, other walks away with it. The whole, every match. But I think it's going to be Lost Children Archive in the final. Wow. I think it's going to be one of those zombie shakeups where another mighty book comes through the bracket so and he, then it gets toppled at the end. Here's why I think Lost Children Archive will lose and not be seen. Uh-huh. Is because I think the end is weird. I think the unbroken sentence mm. is uh it is where it might lose readers. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and it and it's also that unbroken sentence is one of the most important parts of the book, mm-hmm. and it's. Uh, but you know, I'm. I have to say, historically, I'm so wrong about <laughs> everything that happens in the tournament. I I can't. I have never ever gotten it right, except for last year. I just got the final right from guessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. This year, our matchups look remarkably similar. And I wonder why that is. Uh, I wonder why that is. Were you cheating off my test? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Well, so that's uh, that's what we think. That's what that's we would love to hear from you all. Oh, absolutely. And what you think is going to happen in the tournament? Um, we have a Patreon page, which is full of which we would love to. If you you know pay a dollar or whatever, you could come in and talk to us, and we will definitely be going crazy talking to everybody in there oh yeah um we we really would we're really looking forward and we hope people talk to us about the tournament in there yeah and we'll be we'll be in the discuss comment section maybe not every day maybe not all the time but we'll be there you can yell at us. you can find and when we show up you can just bomb our posts and be like how i can't believe you think this about this (laughs) book and that friends that is the joy of the tournament (laughs) okay so that's the tournament Let's finish on Rex. We read some pretty cool books. We recommend you take a look. Yeah. Let's do... I mean, I know mine is going to be a recommendation for a palate cleanser for your tournament reading. Yeah, I have I have two recommendations. One's not a book at all. It's just book related. Ooh, Nice. Go. Okay. Give it to me. So uh, um, there's this Instagram slash website uh, called Paperback Paradise. Uh-huh. I, I love Paperback Paradise. It's it's basically looking at, you know, 80s and 90s uh, paperback covers and making them into pretty filthy jokes. Um, or, Excellent. Or like profane jokes. Uh, I'm following the Instagram right now. It's so funny. Uh, and there, and it's always just a little bit of Photoshop or just just a title change, um, <laughs> and, and just to make fun of uh, what's happening in the cover art because it's always sort of crazy cover art. Truly, uh, I'm wearing a shirt that I bought off the Paperback Paradise website. <laughs> it, it's it's it has nothing to do with books at all. Uh, it's just the the person who makes it very strange humor. I just found one, The Bible Boys, number 81, by Simon F. Drimp. <laughs> yeah. And the fake title is, Who Wants to See a Witch's Titty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go check out that Instagram. It's so funny. <laughs> and it's book-related, but it's just, it's it 
you know, it fills my scholastic book fair heart with joy. Oh man. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, get yourself a one story subscription. It's yes. So good. Um, friend of the show, Rachel Lyon has the most recent story, which I think if you start your subscription right now, you'll get a, a Rachel, the Rachel Lyon story. Nice. Um, Dear friend of mine is the managing editor. So, you know, I don't know what you have to do with that. But <laughs> I just think one story is the absolute best. And um, it's a very cheap subscription. And it arrives every like three to four weeks. It's a great it's, one. And it's just one of these. It's a slim, um, you know, zine-sized, half a sheet of paper mm-hmm. type of that you can slip into anything. I always like to have, I have a um, a, a paranoia that if I don't have something to read on me, I am setting myself up for something horrible to happen yes. where I need something to read. Me too. Uh, every time I've left the house without a book, it's when I've had an over an hour subway delay or something crazy happens where I end up you know, having to wait in a line for two hours for some reason. Uh, so I, just so that nothing bad happens to me, mm-hmm. I keep it one story on me <laughs> as a sort of you know protective charm. I like that. Yeah. That's good. You? Okay. Uh, this is either one recommendation or it's three. <laughs> Great. I, last fall, went down a brief cosmic horror rabbit hole. Okay. And had a lot of fun with sort of just the ineffable, unspeakable things that live beyond the stars kind of stuff. Sure. One author sort of rose out of the murk and I actually continued reading them. Mm-hmm. This guy Laird Barron, he's now writing some great crime thriller novels, but he has three short story collections, all of which are absolutely devourable, but I highly recommend having one and just having it to the side when you feel like you want something weird. Mm. Uh, the Imago sequence occultation and the beautiful thing that awaits us all are the names of the three of them but i over the course of the last six months have read all three just having them to the side and every once in a while sitting down some of the stories meh some of the stories are terrifying Mm. and i i love i love having that ability to have a palate cleanser something that's completely different from anything else that i'm reading and particularly with torment reading where it's a lot of it's a lot of literary fiction even if there's a genre influence it's nice to have something that's a little pulpier. Yeah. No YA gimme this year. There's a, there's uh, usually like a YA yeah. book that sort of rose above. Uh, I don't know what that would have been this year. I don't year. know either. The tournament. The tournament. Never know what's going on with that. Truly. Uh, but we're excited to see how it goes this year. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And remember, whatever wins gets the last bid to the big show. The big ah! show, yeah. Ooh, I do not. I would not want to be the book that goes up against the, the last 15. Oh, oh yeah. There's some crazy ones. Cloud Atlas, The Road. It's nuts. Some really, I mean, that's sort of the fun thing about following the tournament for years and years is is you really feel like you helped create this canon. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You voted. I mean, like they had to, even if the zombie didn't win, you still had, you, you still made someone reckon with it. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Yeah. So, all right. We'll see you in the comments. We will. We also love your reviews. We love when you write one on iTunes. 
that's very positive because it helps us. We also love when you give us money on our patreon.com slash smdb. It's just so cool that you want to support us in that way. It mm-hmm. helps us do all sorts of things. And we love you for listening. Yeah, and thanks for, for sharing listening. it and for yelling at us yeah. on the internet. Uh, we hope you have a very nice week yes. or two. And we will be back with a really fun episode in two weeks. In two weeks. Bye. Bye.